I'm Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. And I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. Today on Something Wild. A look at bats and their habitats right here in New Hampshire. By the time the cold weather months hit us, three of New Hampshire's eight species of bats have already migrated to warmer places in the south and in the mid-Atlantic regions. Of the five other bat species that do stay and brave our northeastern winters, big brown, little brown, northern long-eared, eastern small-footed, and tricolored. Whew. Well, by now, these guys have relocated out of their preferred summer roosts, like cavities provided by standing dead trees and live trees and the outside of my chimney. And they've moved into winter hibernacula like cozy caves, mine shafts, and even abandoned military bunkers where the microclimate is just right. Stable temperatures, higher humidity, and protection from predators. But there's a big problem. And this happens to be the same environment where the fungus that causes white-nose syndrome, pseudogymnoascus destructans, really thrives. That's Sandy Houghton, a wildlife biologist for New Hampshire Fish and Game's non-game and endangered wildlife division. As many as 99% of New Hampshire's little brown bats were wiped out because of the presence of this fungus found in the very places these bats took refuge in. So much so that most of what's left of the little brown bat population in New Hampshire may be individuals that migrate out of the state rather than hunkering down for the long winter months. Wow, that's sad. You know, it is. But the bats that migrate to other states in the winter do come back to New Hampshire during the warmer months. Here's Sandy again. I think of New Hampshire as providing great summer habitat. We have a lot of barns and forest and water bodies for, for bats to forage over, clean water. But in terms of being the granite state, we might play less of a role in the winter. Which is why it's more important than ever to make sure that bats' summer roosts here in the granite state stay intact. And this means careful monitoring and good forest management wherever possible, especially so that female bats can have time to safely give birth and raise their pups in maternal colony. A first step is to figure out where these bats are within New Hampshire's forests. My name is Samuel Taylor, and I am a forester with the New Hampshire Division of Forests and Lands, and I set up acoustical sampling equipment to listen for bats in the woods. What you're hearing now is audio samples Sam got up in Carroll County earlier this summer. The microphone's recording at night when they're going to be out hunting for their food. Uh, so I try to set them up in places that have an open canopy to give them a little bit of room to fly. Places like wetlands, um, old log landings, uh, woods roads, things like that. Audio like this is then analyzed using software that can tell whether there are bats roosting in the surrounding trees. Even cooler, the data can tell bat biologists and foresters what kind of bats are in the area. If species of particular concern are detected, like the northern long-eared and the eastern small-footed bat, then forest managers can delay summer tree harvest until the pups have matured and dispersed. We want to accomplish our natural resource goals, but our wildlife is one of those important natural resources. So we want to do as little harm as possible, uh, especially when they're you know, rare and endangered critters. And unfortunately, due to white-nose syndrome, bats are increasingly in that category. Who knows how long, if ever, it'll take for New Hampshire's bat populations to rebound. But it gives me hope that meaningful measures are being taken to monitor their summer roofs and to minimize negative impacts. And even though bats are out of sight, out of mind right now, you can go to the Something Wild page at nhpr.org to see links for how you can volunteer next spring and summer 
to help monitor summer bat roost sites. For something wild, he's Dave Anderson. Yeah, he's Chris Martin. Our producer is Emily Quirk. Something Wild is a joint production of New Hampshire Audubon, the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, and NHPR. Thank you.